Welcome to the Energia podcast. My name is Stephanie Lianos and I'm a light worker, an energy healer and a soul mentor. My intention with this podcast is to show you all how to access the infinite potential within you by exploring the practices, modalities and habits that transcend you beyond the limitation of the human experience. By tapping into the multidimensional aspects of our existence, we are given the opportunity to co-create a life of magic, freedom and joy, a life beyond our wildest dreams. On this podcast, I will be sharing with you the tools to connect you with your higher self, your soul and the divine guidance that exists within the spiritual realm. I want to give you the codes that allow you to heal your life from the inside out, access the wisdom that lies deep within your soul and to align your energetic frequency with whatever it is you desire in this lifetime. This podcast is a portal into the deepest corners of the subconscious, into the layers beneath the logical mind. I want to empower you to master your subconscious ecosystem so you can live in a constant state of magnetism. There is so much more to this world than what meets the human eye. And it is my mission in this incarnation to show you that you are beyond human. You are light. You are energy. You are infinite. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Energy of Podcast. I hope that wherever you are in the world, you are doing great. It has been a pretty hectic couple of weeks over here in the Steph camp. Um, This transition into cancer season has been a lot, as I know it has for many other people. Cancer season is a time where we are really invited to lean into the totality of our emotions, soften, connect with our inner child, just really allow ourselves to be a big, mushy, sensitive, feminine being. And yeah, that can feel like a lot sometimes. And combine that with the Capricorn full moon. I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart. I have six Capricorn placements in the 10th house. I was born under a Capricorn moon and I have a Capricorn north node and I have a Cancer south node. So shit is karmic up in here. Lots of karmic cycles, ending opportunities to really heal all of that past life energy by stepping more into the themes of my north node but if you know if you love astrology like I do you would know that the north node comes with a lot of unfamiliar territory it's about being okay to make mistakes stepping into I guess expressions that is not familiar to us in this lifetime so yeah there is a lot going on for me right now but on the other side of that there is a lot of opportunity a lot of momentum a lot of movement so it's really just holding the duality of both and now that I'm in the follicular phase of my cycle so I've just finished my period I'm feeling way more I guess equipped to be able to handle just like a lot of emotions and a lot of things going on um and yeah, feeling really grounded in that as well. So it's really important to remember that depending where you are in your cycle is going to affect the way that you're able to handle all the shit happening in your life or really be able to just find peace within all of it as well. And like when I was on my period the other week, like it was felt really difficult. It felt really overwhelming. I was super emotional. There was a lot going on. Um, and I just had to accept that and let it be how it needed to be. And then now that I'm back in my follicular phase, yeah, just feeling so good, so much momentum, feeling so grounded and just those emotions really do not affect me as much. And when you are up to date with your cycle, when you know your body, when you know your cycle, it's just so much easier to tap into what you need in that moment and how best to support yourself in those moments as well. So, you know, if you are going through a turbulent time, if you're feeling a little bit all over the shop for all the women out there, you know, just check in with where you are in your cycle, because if you're just before or on your cycle, let yourself feel the totality of the emotions. Like it can be super overwhelming and intense and it can feel like, oh my God, the world is caving in and everything is so overwhelming. 
but that's just the way that your body is processing things while you're in that part of your cycle. And then at least you have the inner knowing and the reassurance that when you finish your period and you're going into your follicular and your ovulation phase, that sense of overwhelm and intensity is really going to pull back and you're going to be able to find perspective. You're going to be able to hold yourself through it and just be grounded in it. So allow yourself ladies to be these cyclical beings so that you can nurture yourself as we need to do in cancer season the best that you can. In today's episode, I am going to be talking about self-sabotage and I want to take the concept of self-sabotage and show it to you all in a different way. I think that the mainstream conversation around self-sabotage is very surface level And a lot of the time, it doesn't encourage you to get to the root of the issue. And then you just kind of find yourself in these sabotage cycles, repeating one sabotage um, behavior, sorry, replacing one sabotage behavior with the other because the root cause of this behavior has not been addressed. So I'll give you guys a bit of backstory. I actually came into the world of energy healing because I was suffering from a really intense binge eating disorder. So this was, wow, many, many years ago now. And I was going through a hard time in my life where the the emotions were just so overwhelming. I was quite depressed. It was just a really difficult time for me. I was in my early 20s and I was binge eating to the point where like I was making myself sick because I was eating so much food. So a bit of a vulnerable share here. Um, and I didn't think it was a problem for a bit because it was bringing me so much comfort and it meant that I didn't have to deal with what I was feeling at that time. Um, and then it got to the point where I noticed that I was putting on weight. Um, I have like quite a small frame naturally. So the extra weight on me, it just made me look just really different to how I would like to look. Um, and I was feeling sluggish. I was having all sorts of gut problems. Like it got to the point where I really needed to address it. So I tried like, you know, the surface level binge eating, um, remedies you could say where it's like, don't keep the food in the house or, you know, go for a walk when you feel it come on or like all these little things that were, just addressing the binge eating itself, like the symptom without actually addressing what was underneath the binge eating. So after some time, I um, decided like, okay, I need to find another way to handle this. So this is when I met a kinesiologist and I went to her and she did a process with me where she gave my binge eating behavior a archetype like a personality we gave him a name him it was a guy in my um in that process and I asked him to speak to me and tell me why why he was coming up in my life why he was present and then I got to speak to him and say I really don't want you to be in my life anymore you're really hurting me you're not protecting me So we had this really beautiful exercise of me actually speaking to this energy and getting it to explain its truth to me. And then I was able to explain my truth back to it. Now accompany that with a little bit of healing and some tapping and some extra work that we did in that session. I have not experienced binge eating like that again, ever in my life. It was one session and it was healed. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be the same for everyone, but for me, that's what happened. And I'm not going to say that I don't still emotionally eat sometimes, like, you know, when I'm on my period or, you know, if I'm just feeling like I want some comfort, I will definitely still have times where I emotionally eat, but there's a big difference between emotional eating and the binge eating that I was experiencing back then. And it was that moment for me and that process that allowed me to see self-sabotage in a completely different way. And this is exactly how I work with it with my clients. And 
I am so grateful that I was able to understand the root cause. And the root cause of my binge eating was I was running a belief system of I cannot handle big emotions. So that was the programming I had in my brain. And because I was telling myself I could not handle big emotions, when big emotions would arise, instead of even trying to sit with them or handle them, I would go on reach for food because that instant comfort would mean I didn't have to deal with those feelings. When we went into the root cause, we traced it back to a period in my childhood where I was going through some hard stuff at school and instead of trying to deal with it myself, I would just go straight to my parents and like not get them to deal with it for me, but almost like get them to take my emotions away from me so that I wouldn't have to handle it. So I took this belief system on that other people can handle my emotions for me and I can't handle them myself. And when I looked back on how this played out in the earlier stages of my life, it was an exact, I guess, representation of this belief system just recurring and recurring and recurring. Now, the universe will work and your body will work in certain ways that it will show you something over and over and over again until you get it, until you are ready to heal it. So earlier in my life, my physical reality was showing me proof of this mindset of I can't handle big emotions, but I wasn't in a position then to really, I guess, take that message on. I was pretty young. It wasn't time for me to heal it. So that when the binge eating came around, it was so intense. It was so all-consuming that I had no choice but to face that sabotage in the eyes and look at it for its root cause so I could finally get rid of it. So this is what happens in your life when you're experiencing repeated patterns of the same thing over and over and over and over again. It's not because you're hopeless or you're useless or you can't um, move past it. It's that you're not quite understanding the lesson involved. You're not quite addressing the root cause of the situation. Therefore, the energy still lives within you and it's repeating itself over and over and over again. Like I said earlier, the mainstream conversation around self-sabotage is really stuck on the behavior. And that's what most people think self-sabotage is. It's like self-sabotage is this behavior that I exhibit, this thing that I do, this way that I get in my own way pretty much. So then this creates this follow-on belief system, which is all I need to do is get the willpower to stop repeating this certain behavior. I need to distract myself. I need to somehow just find a way to stop repeating this one behavior that I'm doing, which is me self-sabotaging myself. Now, what usually happens is that if that behavior is stopped, but the root cause is not addressed, you're just going to repeat that same sabotage pattern with a different behavior. The behavior is just the symptom, the symptom of a bigger problem. You can't just put a Band-Aid over the symptom without truly addressing the root cause of the problem. And I think another big misconception as well is like people thinking that getting to the root cause of the problem is so difficult and it's so deep and it's beneath so many layers and blah, blah, blah. But that is so untrue and I know that from working with my with my own sabotages and then also with my clients if you're working with the right practitioner you can get to the root cause of a sabotage without having to completely upheave your life and open up Pandora's box you know sometimes they're not even that deep they're not even that intense, but they've just been with you for so long that they're so ingrained within you. It's a lot easier to get to the root cause of the problem and clear that than spend your tra time trying to gain the willpower to overcome this behavior. Now, especially for women, if you're in your um, menstrual phase of your cycle or in your late luteal phase, your willpower is way lower. Your hormones are going up and down. 
there's so much um going on on an emotional level that the last thing that you can be bothered to do is have the willpower to stop yourself sabotaging this in this certain way that actually brings you a lot of comfort maybe in your follicular and ovulation phase it's a lot easier for you to get willpower but it's not the most effective way to address your sabotage behavior getting to the deeper root cause mindset behind the sabotage behavior is going to save you so much time. Now, it might cost you some money because you've got to go to someone who can help you heal that, but that money is insignificant in the amount of time and value and satisfaction that you're going to get in return from having that sabotage mindset and programming cleared from your system. So if self-sabotage isn't just the behavior, then what is it? Now, this is my definition of self-sabotage. This is the way that I work with it with myself and with my clients. This is my truth. So if you don't resonate with this truth exactly, that's okay. I just want to preface by saying everything that I am talking about in this episode and in my podcast in general are concepts and techniques and ways of looking at things that I have experienced myself and I have seen great success with in my clients and in my clients' lives. So to me, self-sabotage is the language of our ego. It is based in fear, scarcity, and disbelief. It is the crux of humans. We hate self-sabotage, but our safe gatekeeper, the ego, loves it. We try to loosen its grip, Yet we can find sometimes that we keep ending up in the same place that we started, especially, not especially, all the time when the root cause is not addressed. I really want to begin shifting the conversation because the behavior that you call self-sabotage is actually just a symptom of a sabotage program that your brain is operating with. Self-sabotage programs are a collection of mindsets triggered by certain emotions, experiences, and life events. When the sabotage program is triggered, we act out in a familiar, frustrating, low vibrational way, which reinforces this particular mindset and keeps this programming, this sabotage programming further imprinted into your brain. The ego loves when we sabotage because it reinforces a mindset or programming that keeps us stuck in our comfort zone. Self-sabotage keeps you safe. The more that you reinforce this mindset and this programming by acting out this repeated behavior, the more that that mindset has the capacity to really take over and run your life. Many people are walking around on this earth just completely unaware that their unconscious sabotage programs are running their life and instead of being able to see that perspective they're really stuck on this concept of I'm not good enough I can't do it it brings up so many limiting beliefs and it creates this really low vibrational victim cycle that can be really difficult to pull yourself out of Self-sabotage is a conflict, so I, I see it, between our ego and our higher self. Now, it is with awareness of this mindset that you can begin to activate the clearing and healing process to really become free of this repeated behavior. When you have this awareness that it is a programming happening within your subconscious, you move from being an unconscious participant of your sabotage to the observer of your sabotage. As the observer, you have the ability to become an empowered healer and choose to heal what you see rather than repeating it over and over and over again. When you take the place of observer, you decide that you are no longer a victim of your conditioning but an evolutionary being who is always willing to evolve. Now, what I want to make clear is that you have a responsibility as well after you've engaged in a healing practice or process to clear the energy of the self-sabotage. Because yes, you can clear the energy of it and that's amazing. 
But what comes next is that you need to remember that if you've been repeating a behavior over and over and over again, there are now certain neurological connections that you've created in your brain, which activate when certain things are triggered. So when you're an unconscious participant in your sabotage, you don't even realize that that process is happening. You just experience a trigger, you go straight for the sabotage. It's like happening in a way that you're almost blind to it. It's like you're on autopilot. But once you've been made aware of what the mindset is behind your sabotage, you've done some sort of healing on it, you've been able to clear the energy. It doesn't mean that that neurological connection automatically goes away, but there comes a period now where there's a gap, a gap between the trigger and a gap between the time that you're able to respond in. So before the energy is cleared, there's no gap. It's like an automatic trigger, respond, trigger, respond. But when the energy has been cleared, there is now this gap. So you experience the trigger. For me, with my binge eating, I would experience this really big emotion because I was going through a hard time, like I said. So I'd be overwhelmed with this feeling of sadness. Before I understood the mindset behind my sabotage, I would have just reached straight for the food. But after I did the healing, the healing process, and I was told that this programming was, I can't handle big emotions, I realized, okay, I'm feeling this trigger of this big emotion. My body wants to go to that familiar feeling of eating to make myself feel better, but I'm aware of this. So I'm going to put on a timer for 10 minutes and I'm going to sit with myself and I'm going to let myself feel this emotion in its totality. I'm going to cry. I'm going to scream. I'm going to journal. My kinesiologist at the time gave me a list of things to do in, in that period, in that gap. And once I've felt that emotion, I'm challenging that old neurological connection. And the more that I can do that, the quicker that I'm going to create a new neurological connection in my mind where that trigger no longer causes me to act out in that sabotage behavior. So it's not like you're going to go and see um, a healer or a kinesiologist or whoever it is that you're going to see and then you're going to walk out and you're going to have no responsibility. Your work lies in being consciously aware of what is going on. And when you're experiencing those triggers and being able to be present with yourself, being present and intentional during your healing period. I mean, really all the time we need to be present and intentional, but when you're actively healing something, your presence and your ability to be in the moment and be aware is so, so, so important. The way that I work with self-sabotage is when I enter a container with a client, I am facilitating their healing so they can become a vibrational match for their soul aligned dreams and desires. They come to me with an intention of what they want their life to look like, what they desire. Now, once we have these intentions online, as I like to call them, I begin tapping into their energy field and receiving the downloads of every sabotage program that is running within them that is blocking them from being on their path to desire, the path they desire. Some of these sabotage programs are multi-layered and they can have started like 42 past lifetimes ago. Some of them are really simple. It's like something that began, um, you know, a couple of years ago and it's a really clear um, and quick healing process of that. If you have a sabotage program that originated in a past life, it's going to feel so innate to you that it'll be one of those traits that you've that you'll say, "Oh, I've just been like this my whole life. I've just I've just always been like this." Yeah, I just can't remember the time it even began because it's just been with me forever. When I hear that from someone, I know straight away it's a past life trauma. It's a past life sabotage. It's a programming that began in a past lifetime and their soul has carried it through all the way through to this lifetime. Now, those are the ones that take a bit longer to clear and a bit more um, of conscious participation on the client side. 
But it is these deep-rooted sabotages from past life that so many people are walking around with and not even realizing. This is why I cannot fathom enough if you are experiencing deep-seated self-sabotage, save up the money, spend your money on someone who can show you them and make them present to you. It is not worth your time and energy to be walking around with lifetimes of sabotage programs that can be so easily cleared so you can get on living the life that you want to live and have all the things that you desire. Now, I work in a priority system. So the sabotage program, which is presenting the biggest implications to their vibration is shown to me first. And then we go up through stages till we reach like the lowest priority. Now, I want to share one that comes up a lot because I feel like um, this is going to be really relevant to a lot of people, especially if you have kids. So this sabotage program that comes up very frequently in my sessions is I don't deserve to be happy. So that's the sabotage program that's running in the mind. So if someone's running a sabotage program of I don't deserve to be happy, their life can only present them back with things that reinforce that sabotage program. Think of a sabotage program like if your brain was a Mac computer, an Apple Mac. An Apple Mac computer can only download and execute functions that are made for a Mac. You can't all of a sudden start implementing Windows-based programs on a Mac desktop or a Mac computer. So when you're trying to live your life in opposition to your sabotage programs, it's not possible because your brain can only experience situations which reflect the programming that it has installed. So if someone has installed the sabotage programming for whatever reason of I don't deserve to be happy, then Every time they experience opportunities in their life to be happy wherever it is with their their body, their um, relationships, their job, money, whatever it is, they're going to sabotage themselves. So for example, you have a newborn baby and in that time, and like I'm not a mother, so forgive me if I don't get the details right, but this is what I have seen and experienced. When you have a newborn baby as the mom and as the dad as well, your full focus is on keeping that baby happy, healthy, and safe. Now, say for example, your baby can only sleep on you. Otherwise, it just cries and cries and cries and cries and cries. Now, your baby sleeping on you 24-7 is obviously not going to be the most happiest situation for you your happiness in that moment becomes secondary because putting that baby on your chest so they stop crying is so important to you in that moment baby's happiness comes first so you repeat this behavior for three or four months that creates this sabotage program of I don't deserve to be happy my happiness is not important my happiness is secondary So once this time has passed and you're no longer having to sleep with baby on your chest, your brain has still created this programming of, I don't deserve to be happy. My happiness is secondary. So now you start operating on this programming moving forward. You want to start a new job now that the baby is a little bit older and you can go back to work. Okay. But Every job that feels like it's going to be really good for you and make you really happy, you sabotage because your programming is, I don't deserve to be happy. So then you're kind of walking around thinking, why the fuck can't I be happy? Like, what have I done wrong? What is going on with my life? Why does everything keep getting ruined for me? Entering this really sad cycle when really what is underneath it is your subconscious developed a programming that was required at that time to keep your baby happy, healthy, and safe, and for the own sanity of the people in your house, because you don't want the baby to be crying all the time. And in that moment, it was really, really relevant for you to put your happiness second for a moment. But your subconscious doesn't know that that time has passed. It doesn't understand the human concept of past, present, future. It just understands energy. It just understands triggers. It just 
understands the programming that you have, which is you being happy is not safe because putting yourself first in that moment would mean that the baby would be crying or upset or, you know, it would be a really difficult situation for the baby to not get their needs met. This sort of situation really flows into the sabotage of my needs aren't important. If you also say, for example, you had a parent growing up who was emotionally unstable or really unwell and you had to become the caretaker, you develop this mindset and this programming of my needs are not important. In that moment, having to take care of a parent is the number one thing that you need to do to create safety in their life and in your life. So you swallow down your needs and you learn that safety comes from you putting other people's needs first. Now you're trying to start your own business or really take care of yourself, put yourself first in life and you keep procrastinating or you keep coming up with blocks or it just seems that you cannot meet your needs the way you need them to. It's not because there is anything wrong with you It's because your brain has a belief system of my needs are not important. It is so interesting when I sit down with a client and they, and in like my intake form that I have, I'm like, what are some of your biggest blocks? Like, what do you, how do you sabotage yourself? How do you stand on your own way? And when I receive all the information about the actual behavior, when we go down into the actual programming, it's usually just like so different from what the actual sabotage program is running. And it just reminds me that like behavior is such a surface level symptom that is given so much priority that we can almost never really see what's beneath it unless someone tells it to us or unless we go through a specific healing protocol or subconscious reprogramming protocol that allows us to meet that sabotage, see it as an external entity and have a conversation with it and understand why it's coming up or why it's activating or what its role and purpose is. Usually people are so quick to demonize their self-sabotage and get so frustrated with themselves when really let's flip that and acknowledge that your body, being, soul, spirit, whatever you want to call it, your being in its totality is so damn intelligent that it knows how to keep you safe in the moments that you need it, how to keep other people in your life safe when they need it, Your brain knows how to adapt to certain situations for the purpose of your safety. Now, it's not our subconscious's fault that it isn't on the same human timeline as us. It's not our subconscious's fault that it doesn't know that it doesn't need to keep you safe anymore with this particular sabotage. In that moment that that programming was created, It was actually from a place of self-love. You know, you needed to look after your baby. You needed to look after your um, sick parent when you were a child. You needed to stuff down certain emotions so that you wouldn't get bullied at school. Maybe in a past life, you had to compress and hide your psychic gifts from people so you wouldn't get burnt at the stake. So in this lifetime, your soul gifts are hiding beneath this sabotage programming because your body is scared that if you bring these to the surface, you're going to get punished for them. It all comes from a place of self-love and self-protection. And that is incredibly wise and powerful of our body. And when we're exhibiting these behaviors that are reflecting this sabotage programming, these behaviors that keep you stuck, that are frustrating you, try to stop getting so frustrated with them and get curious with them. Ask them, what are you trying to tell me? What programming am I running within my brain that is keeping me repeating this same behavior? 
do I not feel safe in this situation? Is this triggering a certain situation, the reminder of a certain situation that you've had before? Like it's never to do with the fact that you're hopeless or pathetic or lazy. It is nothing to do with that. And I want you to be a bit more compassionate with yourself and begin to become that curious observer and if it's playing out, if you're noticing, ooh, I've just self-sabotaged, ooh, I am doing that again, stop for a moment and take inventory. How did I feel just before this happened? What happened five minutes before I sabotaged? What's going on in my life right now? How was I feeling or talking to myself before this happened? How often is it coming up? Is it coming up during my period? Is it coming up after my period? Do certain people activate it within me? And I know I talk about um, periods and cycles a lot and I know I have um, male listeners as well. So like for the men, is it you're noticing like toxic masculinity behaviors coming up? Are you compressing your emotions because of a stereotype that you had to adhere to when you were a young boy? Like just observe it for a second, take the pressure off trying to stop the behavior and decode the message because your body is giving you this incredible message to be deciphered. Like that's how it's communicating with you. So if you're just getting the willpower all of a sudden to stop this behavior without understanding it, you're just interfering with the messaging system that you need in your life to continue moving forward. If you're constantly silencing the messaging system that your body has so intelligently um, got within it, then you're just going to create a sabotage program that the messages from my body aren't safe. And then you're never going to receive those messages. And therefore, you're going to become an, uh, an unconscious participant in your own life. Carl Jung has this really amazing quote, and it's, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and it will and you will call it fate so many people are walking around thinking that their fate in this lifetime is to not have what they desire is to sabotage themselves is to stand in their own ways to live some mediocre life but it's not you are born in the age of healing you are born in the age of aquarius you are in a time where healing and these new age methods are available to you so you can live your best fucking life. And if you are li- listening to this podcast, it is because your future self, your life, your desires, the energy of all your manifestations are trying to say to you, you have unconscious sabotages running and we really need to heal them so you can move into your next chapter, so you can jump timelines. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a bit of a process now to to work with particular sabotages that you are experiencing at the moment. As much as I would love to help every single one of you clear all your sabotages, I simply don't have enough time to do that. Um, Maybe I will post something on the podcast for you guys to work through it, perhaps. Um, But let me give you some instructions now on how to begin working with your sabotages. So firstly, it needs to be an intentional container that you set to do this. This is a really important part of conscious healing. What I mean by that is don't just kind of flippantly say, oh yeah, I'm going to heal this sabotage. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of just roll with, go with the flow. Sit down with your body. Maybe you buy a new journal or do open something on your laptop, which is specifically for this and say to your body, okay, body, I've noticed that I keep repeating this behavior. I want to understand the root cause of it. And I want you to bring forth all the energy that I need to have at the surface that is going to give me the information that I need to get over it, that is going to help me um, move through it, that is going to help me ultimately heal it. Now, your body wants to heal with you. But if your body has no idea what you're doing, you can expect it won't go the way that you desire it to. So tell it exactly what you're doing. Do a little meditation with your body, hands on hands on the heart and on the belly and say, body, I want you to help me heal. 
I want to activate the innate healing power within me and finally move through this sabotage that is stopping me from achieving my dreams or achieving my goals. So I'm going to ask you guys to open around a month container to do this with yourself. So what you want to do is you want to just write out the current data about that sabotage behavior. When it comes up, how often it occurs, where, when, and who you feel it around, how it makes you feel, what will happen if you don't stop this behavior, what it could potentially feel like if you were to finally get rid of this behavior, and any other information that you have around it. Now, what I will say is that when you tell your body you're engaging in an active healing uh, container, it's going to activate the things that you need to heal. So if all of a sudden you're feeling super triggered and you're doing this behavior more than ever, it's not because you're going to fail. It's because in order for you to get over it, you need to see it in its totality. You need to be with it face to face. It needs to be active. We can't heal things whose energetic fragments are suppressed deep within the surface. So if you um, notice that you're feeling really, um, what's the word I'm looking for, like drawn and tempted to do this behavior over and over again, that's okay. That's your body showing you what it needs to show you. Once you have written out all that data, wait for the time when this sabotage is going to happen again. Now, don't judge it, just observe it. Just observe it and play it out. Write about it. Notice every little fragment you need to about it without trying to stop it. Tell your body, thank you so much for giving me this message right now. I'm going to try and not participate in it, but even if I am participating in it, I'm going to be really conscious the whole time. How am I feeling during it? What is it bringing up for me? Where do I feel the relief in my body? Where do I notice that my stress levels begin to drop? What sort of comfort does it give me? How do I feel after? Like just fully observe all the data that's coming up. Then once you feel like you've got enough data, I want you to initiate the pause experiment. Now, the pause experiment is when you feel the urge to self-sabotage that engage in that behavior And you just set a timer for 10 minutes and you see out that timer. Maybe at first it's just five minutes. Now in that 10 minutes, note down how you're feeling. Note down what your body wants to do. Have your journal with you and consciously write out what is happening in that moment. Now, if you still feel the urge to sabotage, set the timer for another 10 minutes. Sit with your feelings. Just allow yourself to... Sit in the moment and if you need to, maybe you need to look up some nervous system exercises that you can do to bring your nervous system back down. Just support yourself in that, in that moment how you need to. Now, if you get through that time and that urge has begun to dissipate, congratulate yourself, reward yourself, give yourself that dopamine hit that is going to create a new neurological connection in your brain. Now, when I say dopamine hit, I don't mean like go on your phone and like sit on Instagram, actually plan something in advance. So when I was not binge eating, every time I would go like a week without binge eating, I would buy myself something or I'd take myself for a massage or I would do something that showed my body that if I don't do this, I actually get a reward. So maybe you need to pre-have a reward ready in your house or an idea. Maybe you put money aside for a nice reward, like find some sort of reward system. Now, if you give in to your sabotage and you simply cannot hold back, that's okay. Journal that as well. Just get through the data. The next time it comes up, try and do it again. Try and hold off. Now, If you find that you can't hold off, then it's time to look at that data and say, I think I need to invest in some support here. I need some accountability. I need a coach. I need someone to facilitate this healing journey with me. Some sabotages you can work on yourself and some sabotages are deeper, especially those like deeper past life and ancestral sabotages. 
Now, once you've done all that, you can do this part at the beginning or you can do it really at any time. Sit down in meditation and imagine that your sabotage is in the room with you. Give it a name, give it a face, give it a personality and ask it, what what do you need from me? Why are you coming up? What is underneath you? When did you begin? What do you kind of keep me safe from? Enter a conversation with your sabotage. Then after the sabotage has spoken, speak back to it. Tell it how it's affecting you. Tell it why it's not keeping you safe. Tell it why it's actually doing the opposite of keeping you safe because it's keeping you stuck. Tell your sabotage like what your dreams are. Like really enter this intimate and deep conversation with the energy of your sabotage. This is a really powerful subconscious reprogramming exercise and I really invite you to after you've done this journal out what comes up especially what the sabotage says about why it's coming up now the last part of this process is beginning to reprogram the mindset by choosing to infuse a new mindset what I mean by that is once you have had your little meeting with your sabotage and they've given you some indication as to why they are coming up and why they're occurring. Find the opposite of that programming and begin to infuse it into your daily life. For me, when I found out that my sabotage program was, I cannot handle my emotions, I started saying the affirmation every single day, I can handle big emotions. I'd say it when I woke up, I'd say it in the car, I'd say it when I went to bed, I would tell myself every day, Steph, you can handle big emotions. You can handle this. You can do this. You have all the power in your body, mind, and soul to handle whatever is coming up for you. And I was looked at the qualities of someone who occupied that mindset. So for me, someone who could handle big emotions, what are their sort of qualities? Well, I thought where they would sit with emotions when they arise, they journaled a lot, they weren't afraid of um, engaging in conversations with certain people that might bring up difficult emotions, they wouldn't run away from things. So I started to bring some smaller habits into my day that I felt like were in alignment with this new mindset of I can handle big emotions, I can handle my emotions. You can manifest a new programming and state of being just like you can manifest anything else. It's just an energy. So by following this process and with constant repetition, you're able to rewire those connections in your brain, understand what is behind your sabotage and take the empowered stance of working through it yourself. It can be really confronting to look at these sabotages in the face. Sometimes the body doesn't want to go there. Sometimes the ego won't let you in. And if after trying to do this, you're like, I still cannot get through this. I'm still doing it. I'm still repeating it just as much in the same intensity. Well, like I said earlier, get the help that you need to move through it. If there's one thing I've learned over the last seven, eight years of being in the spiritual world, and especially in the last two years of I guess, really stepping into soul alignment, healing, support, therapy is non-negotiable. I would rather spend my money on working with a healer that I trust than anything else because nothing is going to collapse time for you quicker than someone who can show you what lies dormant and unconscious within you. Investing in support is a non-negotiable. To me, it's literally the same as eating food. I have been seeing someone once a month for over six years. And there are times when I really need it and times where I'm just going through the motions. But I can say that 
I feel like I have just stopped wasting so much time on shit that can be dealt with so quick from someone that understands my energy and understands the root cause and has the tools and techniques to move through it. So if you're kind of umming and ahhing about investing in support or investing in someone that can help you move through these things, question yourself as to why you're umming and ahhing. Because if it's about the money, I'm sure that if you ask the universe to provide you, show you how to make the money that you need, the universe will show you. The universe wants you to succeed. The universe wants you to grow. And there are so many amazing healers in this in this world and supporters and coaches and therapists, kinesiologists, all of the things who are so gifted and their role is literally to help you grow and succeed. And I am so proud of all of my clients who have been brave enough to look at all this sticky shit in the face, get to the root of it and move forward. And they are achieving things that would not be possible for them if they had not moved past these sabotage programs and behaviors. So it's just turned to 11.11 here where I am. So I think this is a perfect time to end the podcast. If you have been looking for a sign today or you've been asking for a sign, well, hopefully the fact that it is 11.11 right now for me is a sign for you. I hope you all have a beautiful, high vibrational day, morning, evening, wherever you are. And I will catch you guys on the next podcast. See you later. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a review and share it with your friends and family. If you'd like to connect with me, please find me on Instagram at Energia with four underscores or jump on my website, www.theenergiaexperience.com.au. I cannot wait to see you next time. I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of this land, and pay my respects to the elders, both past and present.